0: Hello, my love, and welcome to This Messy Beautiful Life, the podcast. My name is Erin, and I am so, so happy to have you here. I'm a coach and mindset mentor, a recovering overthinker, an imperfect human on a journey of growth, joy, and healing, and I'm inviting you along for the ride. This podcast will explore concepts of self-development, spirituality, and harnessing our brain, body, soul connection for powerful growth and healing. It's my intention to use this space to change the narrative that says, if you are healing, you are broken because it's just simply not true. The way I see it is that growth and healing is at the heart of us continuing to rise and evolve as humans. So if you are someone on a journey of personal growth and healing, whether it be right at the beginning or currently leveling up and really living the fact that the inner work is never truly done, then you're in the right place. And so, my love, let's learn, grow, share and raise our consciousness together through the power of vulnerability and storytelling. I'm so ready for this and I hope you are too. So let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this messy, beautiful life, the podcast. I have another wonderful guest to share with you all today. I'm so looking forward to this chat with one of my biz besties, Nicole Towers, who is here to talk to us all about human design. So Nicole is a human design reader and business coach who guides entrepreneurs to create an intentional life and business in the most aligned way, which I know I have certainly experienced. So hello, beautiful Nicole.
1: Hi, Erin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast. I love it so much. I've really enjoyed listening to it over the last few months.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. You've been certainly on the journey of me starting it up and and starting it up was actually a result of me leaning more into my joy, which we'll talk about in a sec because yeah. it's so, so linked um, to human design. So I'm super excited to have you on because human design discovering more about my own human design has been so key in how things have changed for me in recent times and I you know you are on my very first list of people that I couldn't wait to get on to talk about this because I really want to share um this human design more with the world and you sharing your knowledge of human design with the world so I've done a really brief intro. I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about you, maybe talk about your messy, beautiful life and what has brought you here today to share with us what has brought you to human design.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I actually started my online business, it would have been nearly three years ago, next month actually, and I actually started it sort of accidentally really. I hadn't really thought about being an entrepreneur, but I actually fell into it through Volunteering, actually, a local community group, and I was—I had both children, quite young at the time—and I didn't want to return to a nine-to-five. I really wanted to be there for the moments and have that flexibility and freedom to be there for, you know, their first steps and all of that sort of stuff. So, and to take them to school. So, I started volunteering, and quite quickly that turned into a paid marketing role. And then word got around in my local community and I started doing social media for lots of local businesses. And my background was actually in journalism and copywriting. So it kind of linked and then it sort of propelled me to this online world, which I was quite clueless about. I actually didn't even realise the title of my job being a social media manager at the time until I started my Instagram account. And then, yeah, I was sort of into that world. And I guess after a couple of years of doing that I moved into some social media coaching and more marketing for businesses. I was finding that that online space it was a lot of these I guess those cookie cutter strategies where mm. everyone was teaching their method for 100k and to follow their frameworks and things like that and it just wasn't feeling so aligned and I discovered human design um, probably a year before that and I was really interested in that and I was reading it and researching in the background. And when opportunity came up to become certified, I I grabbed it. And I did that about a year ago now. And it's really pivoted my business. And it's so much more aligned for me, really. Mm. And I also, you know, I love marketing as well. So I'm really able to blend marketing and human design and business together. So I'm really helping, I guess, transformational coaches and entrepreneurs to build a business that's really aligned with their unique energy and to work with their energetics instead of against it because I found a lot of people are really in that sort of hustling mentality and really working against their natural human design because often they're not aware of it as well so it's really bringing them back to who they are and how they're aligned and to prevent things like burnout and you know things like that so it's it's actually amazing the Um, human design system when applied to business it's it's a real game changer actually and it's I'm really enjoying it for my business and also to seeing the results in my client's business too it's um, very interesting
0: (laughs) yeah it's awesome and you know I was fortunate enough I guess to witness your you finding your thing I guess which we've spoken a lot you know we were in the same mastermind group and then we carried on after the formal program kind of wrapped up for us you know speaking about you know, finding our thing and it was just really beautiful to watch you really just like step into it slot into it and just find your place in it and it was it's been so beautiful to observe that transition in yourself and then of course how that's flowed on for you helping your clients me being one of them and <laughs> me included um And, you know, obviously the work that I've been doing is in helping people connect to their purpose. And I see the first step of my framework around really connecting into ourselves and knowing who we are truly, not who we have become, not who other people think we are. Human design I think is just such an important part of that um, for people as a really wonderful tool amongst others but a really wonderful tool that I know has worked for a lot of people. So let's talk about... If someone has never heard of human design, let's do a start from the basics. What's a bit of a human design 101 rundown?
1: Absolutely. Yes. So human design is really a system of self-discovery. It It's one of those things that a lot of people I find really don't know who they are at the core. I know I didn't, mm. I sort of didn't really understand myself. I, I I actually felt like I understood other people deeply more than I did myself, which comes back to my human design, actually, but It's really a system of really understanding yourself on a deeper level, but there's so many layers to it as well. So there's five different human design types. So there's generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, projectors and reflectors, and they all have their different role to play in humanity. And a lot of times people are really living their life as a type that isn't their own. Mm -hmm. So there's, I guess, one of the things in human design is that, in life, there's a lot of conditioning from childhood to school to the workplace. And you build up all these layers of conditioning. So in human design, it's really understanding where you've been conditioned and what is actually authentically you. So it's actually almost peeling back those layers of conditioning and experimenting with it. I know it sounds quite woo, but it's um when you go through it, it's actually a really enlightening thing to really understand yourself on a much deeper level. And in terms of uh, I'm finding out your human design type it's you just log on to one of the generators so you can enter your birth details so you could look at genetic matrix or mybodygraph.com or a couple of ones that you can log on to and you enter your birth details similarly to astrology the natal chart so you enter your birth date time and place and it generates a chart which can be a little bit confusing if you're not used to seeing it. But it does give you a little snippet of information and it will tell you things like your energy type, which is essentially your aura. It's the way you're you're designed to interact with the world. It's your energy. And it also gives you a lot of information about how you're designed to learn, how you're designed to make decisions. It's it's a really like a, a GPS or a manual that you can use in life, which helps you to find a lot more f- Um, flow and ease and another thing that I always like letting people know is that there's two different areas there's the unconscious design which is 88 days prior to birth and that's actually the moment that your soul drops into your body so that's that part of the design that's more like the body and then you've also got the moment that you um, your mother gave birth to you is the conscious design that's more your personality and that's the that moment um, of you leaving the womb. So that's sort of how it's made up, and it's where the planets and stars were, you know, aligned at that time.
0: I love it. It's it's there's so much goodness. So. The first thing that I love is that, yes, you can log on for free and you can get access to this information. That was, you know, I think that's where most people start. That's I know where I started. And so it was this awareness of, okay, there's five different types. And so at the very least, if that's the first thing you can kind of get a hold of, you know, which one of those five is my human design? And then that gives some general kind of information. But there's so much more to it, isn't there? And then there's ways of, you know, it's all of that that you just explained that sits behind it. But then there's like our strategy and our authority and the gates and it can be quite complex, right? Which is why we have people like you that can do our readings for us to actually break down the complexity of that. And I think, you know, I, I, for me, you know, everybody learns differently, but for me, having that basic knowledge first was really, really helpful. And I, I lent into that. I started leaning into that. I started getting comfortable. So I'm a generator and This concept of, you know, waiting to respond is my strategy. And that was massive for me because I was, I'm a person who grew up achieving and was always initiating. And no wonder I was exhausted and burnt out. So just having that basic information was a really great place for me to start and get comfortable with it. And then late last year, I did, I think it was, I did a reading with you and that just took it to a whole next level. And it was perfect timing, of course, um, because I was really ready to dive into that and really start. And a big part of mine is actually saying yes to things that truly light me up rather than saying yes to things that drain my energy. And again, talking about conditioning was something that I have, have done, was doing, had done my whole entire life. And I'm still learning with that, but that you know and this whole thing about leaning into what brings me joy has been a big part of that and so i'm such a big fan of what human design what understanding my human design has done for me and i'm so passionate about other people learning the same thing about themselves because i'm like you said the conditioning is massive you know that's why i say who are you really but anyway i am got more, i'm now i'm rambling um
1: i am actually wanted to go back to what you said actually because I loved seeing afterwards, hearing that you, after doing your reading and finding out that you're designed to really follow what brings you joy and what lights you up. And then following that, you did 33 days of joy. And yeah, I thought that was really amazing that you really went in for the experiment. And that's what human design is. After all, it's an experiment. So if you just learn it, that's the thing. If you just learn it and take it in on your mind and you try and process it through the mind, you'll never fully understand it. It's about it experimenting with it and it's about contemplating the things and the more that you sort of relax and think about it and contemplate it the more insights and the deeper that you'll understand yourself and your human design
0: yes and I love that as a concept that's that's for so long particularly my introduction to design thinking human-centered design totally different thing was that everything is an experiment we don't have to have the answers to things and that has so much shaped my journey and the work I do with my clients is and now particularly reinforcing this healing journey the way we need to do it is so different and unique for all of us and trying to get things 100% right or learning from a book or anything like that is not the way that we figure out what is best for us we jump in we let go of you know expectations and shame and all the past experiences and give things a go so I love it. Anyway, tell me, tell me, tell me, You what, tell us about your human design type and what that means for you and how, because obviously you've designed a life around your own human design. So tell us more about it.
1: So I'm a projector and they make up about 20% of the population and they're known for their sort of deep and penetrating aura, which means that they can really see deeply into others, which can often make them really good coaches and healers and things because they can really sort of pick up on other people's, uh, I guess, emotions and feelings and things like that. They're quite perceptive. And, yeah, another thing is that there's, we projectors generally, they're probably one of the types that have the most complexity because there's so many different authorities that you can have. Mm. I've got a rare authority which is called self-projected authority, and that's about 2% of the population have that. And it's really where you we design your authorities I should mention first is really the way that you are designed to make decisions and in human design it's about bypassing your mind and not letting your mind make your decisions for you because often your mind can keep you small and and keep you in your comfort zone and sometimes when you really want to do things it can it really wants to keep you safe so you may not do the things that you want to do you may second guess yourself So that's one of the most amazing things about human design is it's learning your authority and really tuning into that to make decisions. So it's tuning into your body. And mind self-projected, so it's quite interesting because my whole life I will first mention what self-projected is. It's really about talking things out and it can be talking things out to yourself. Mm. So, you know, talking things into a voice memo, I do that often So I'll hop in the car, pop on on the voice memo and just talk. And at the start, it's definitely in my mind. I'm talking. And then the more I speak, I listen to it afterwards and I kind of don't even recognise that that's me speaking. It almost, it it becomes, it's known as your true tone Mm. the more you speak. So after about five or ten minutes, I start speaking my true tone and I talk out decisions out loud and I often can come to a decision that's really true for me after speaking out loud and it takes a little while Uh, otherwise you can actually talk to someone else as well so if you've got a great friend or a partner that you can talk to without them trying to you know fix things or make the decision for you to just Mm. be a soundboard for you
0: yes I can imagine that would be potentially quite the trap to fall into to be seeking opinions from other people like it's that fine balance right like what am I actually asking this person to do for me I know yeah. as a person who's been so in my head in the past, I seek answers outside of myself. But, yeah, anyway, that's, yeah. I just couldn't yeah. imagine that, again, it's one of those things that that particular um, authority for you is something that when fine-tuned and now you've got an awareness of, talk about a superpower compared to, I guess, the flip side of that potentially when you're not aware of it and you're potentially seeking to voice things and then being in- influenced by what's coming back yeah. to you. Yeah. Well, before
1: I knew this, I mean, one thing I used to do was never would lean into what I'd mm. want for a decision, whether it's changing jobs or anything like that. I'd ask all of my friends and <laughs> all do. their perspectives and I'd do a pros and cons list and I'd be up in my head. And yeah, I'd literally hand over my power, my authority, my opinions, my decisions to everyone else. Yeah, and Quite often it may not be the right decision for me in the end. But, yes, you know, someone that I trust that thinks that's the right thing, then I better do that. So, yeah, 100%. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, and this has been a game changer for me too. Like, so this talking about our body mind connection, like, so I'm a sacral generator, so my in my gut is kind of where my decisions should be making, and I've always known that, and that's where I kind of describe my intuition sitting. But, gosh, was an over, I call myself a recovering overthinker, you know, like it would always, you know, yeah, analyse, analyse, analyse. And it was even interesting because the other day I had someone ask me for some, some, an opinion on, you know, where do I go next, what's happening, you know, just having this conversation. And I now approached it completely differently to how I would, even just the work that I, the way that I work with my clients. We don't do pros and cons lists. I encourage them to tune into themselves. When are they most in flow? When does that come out? And actually just sitting in the what do I want, but not where do I have to be? Yeah. So, yeah, and that's not even tapping it. That's just me tapping, knowing how to tap into my body, encouraging them to do the same.
1: That's the thing because quite often the answers are within. So it just <laughs> takes someone to guide them and to lead them to their you know core and what they really, truly want. But so often people don't allow themselves to go within Yes. and they don't take that time to really think about what they want.
0: Well, we've been, we've, yeah, we've been trained that way, though. Like look yeah. at our school systems, look at our work systems. Like I was always in my work life very intuitively driven. Like I knew what felt good and which, you know, I could go, but I would then have to justify it. You know, I would then have to come up with a business case or whatever and put logic behind it. We're encouraged to overthink things.
1: Absolutely. And one thing that I am loving at the moment is my both of my children are sacred authority. One's a manifesting generator and one's a generator. And they've had a few sort of, they're only six and 10 or seven now from last weekend, seven and 10. And they um sometimes have, you know, big decisions for themselves to make that we want for them to make themselves. And by just taking them aside and explaining, they have this gut instinct and what does your gut say? And they end up making the most aligned decisions and before that I probably would have tried to help them or you know the decision with them but yeah they're really making these independent decisions for themselves and I guess my hope would be that everyone discovers the human design system and you know it really takes off because I think the world would be a different place.
0: Yeah I love that it just gives me goosebumps like this conversation has come up a lot through my podcast chats of this you know the opportunities we want to present to our kids that we didn't have which is always the thing like the generation always wants to pass on something different to the generation after but you know this this awareness that we're learning later in our lives that we're passing on to our kids for them to have so early on in their toolkit is such amazing so amazing like imagine not having to undo all this stuff just having grown up knowing it I just love it that's good
1: isn't it brings me such
0: joy um (laughs) Yeah, was there anything else about your sort of type that you're
1: wanting to share? I'd say one thing was understanding that I'm designed to sort of work in shorter stints and I'm not designed Mm. to sort of do these sort of long 10-hour days, whereas I know that I'd live my life as a generator, which has this more sacral energy, which means that they have this endurance to be able to keep going. And, yeah, in the workplace I'd be quite often the first one there, the last one to leave. I'd work at night. And actually in the first couple of years of my business, I took that, you know, mentality into my business and did the same thing. And I started my business to spend more time with my kids, but I ended up doing client work, you know, when the kids were reading books at night, I wasn't able to do it and I was staying up late at night. So that was a huge realisation that Mm. I actually do work better in these shorter stints and to add in the things that really help to... um, you know, because I was working past my energetic capacity. So to add in exercise every day and to add in things that I'd often avoid, you know, not avoid, but I often wouldn't, you know, add into my day because I was too busy. So yeah. now I really notice it. And yeah, I've set up my business in a completely different way to work in alignment with that energy. And I'm really aware that I, I'm not, I don't have that uh, endurance to have that sacral energy to, but in saying that, Another really interesting thing about human design is the transits. So I, I check them about every five and a half days. You know, things change in the planetary. Mm. And I check my um, chart and you can do a chart to see how the planets are aligned and you can actually check. And whenever I've got sacral energy, I do have more energy. So I can do, mm. you know, if I'm going to be launching or things like that, I look ahead to see and I'm not going to do it when I don't have that sacral energy so it's it's really interesting and also if you're around people that have the sacral defined you'll also sometimes you know be able to harness that energy harness it, yeah. you have to be careful not to end up being too busy so yes yeah and I my husband being sacral I'll he'll be busy and running around the house and I'll be trying to help him, even though I'm, I really need to rest, but that's something that you have to be aware of too.
0: Yeah, definitely. But I love this. So I remember, I think it was when I was launching my podcast or I was getting ready to, and I mess it. We were DMing and I was like something. I'm just on a roll. I'm rolling with it. And yeah. you're like, I'm just going to go check your chart. And you were like, yes, all of it's all lit up. Like it is yeah. no wonder you are absolutely in flow and feeling like you're killing it. Because You've had
1: every center defined. The all nine centers were defined at that time.
0: Yeah. So like amazing. I love it. I love it. You know, like I don't, I'm not one of these people that needs to be strongly convinced like if I find something and it resonates with me and I can relate to it then I'm like cool you know sometimes I like to know the science behind or the rigor behind it because I'm curious but I don't need to be convinced but I think for anyone who's out there that thinks it sounds just like astrology woo-woo and they're not interested I just encourage you to just give it a try and you know tap into it whether you don't want to go ahead and get a full reading but just to check the my body graph see what which parts of it resonate and even if you can take one tiny little piece of it to design your workday differently um, according to your type, to um, really tap into, you know, the, the strategy and what works best, like if you can take one small bit out of it, just encourage you to give it a try. And in that experimentation, allow it to be proven or maybe you'll feel like it's disproven to you too. So um, and my, I think I can... I can resonate. I was probably in the past working more like a manifesting generator. So although I have this sacral energy, what I've had to learn is when am I actually, when is that sacral energy running? Either I'm doing work that really lights me up or I'm just totally in flow. And I've had a couple of weeks lately where I've been totally in flow and it's been brilliant. But in the past, I would always just push through similar to you, like whether it was, feeling good for me or not I'd be working late into the night um actually a memory came up on my phone today um from seven years ago and was a picture of a sunrise from my office because I worked in the city and I was just this stark comparison of seven years ago today I was I saw the sunrise from my office building versus this morning where I went to yoga this morning and started my day that way and my you know that was at 9 30 we dropped Bella off just before nine and went for brunch and just so majorly and massively different. I love that. It's it's all about
1: creating, you know, a life by design and then having your business, you know, flow into that rather than the other way around, have everything about work and then your life, you know, you have to sacrifice things that you love doing. So being yes. able to incorporate those things each day that you love is, yeah.
0: Exactly. It's and, cool yeah. Well tapping into what really works for you. Like I said, you know, when I'm not feeling that cycle drive now, unless it's something critical that I have to do, I step away. I step away. I go for a walk. I take a breather. I'm really mindful of how I manage my energy. And that's so, so different. That's been such a big, big shift for me. So 100% a big supporter yeah. of this. But we do have, so getting into then down into some of the more like detail of, so we've spoken a bit about strategy, authority and defined centers Um, We do have some commonality in our chart, though, you and I, despite the fact that we're different types and and work quite differently and interact quite differently with the world. Tell us more about that. We'll use us as guinea pigs again.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So there's 12 different profiles in human design and your profile is taken from your uh, sun and earth gates. Your conscious and your unconscious makes up these two lines which Really, they say it's like the role that you're here to play. And it's also the way that you learn best. So understanding this is really interesting. And I with my conscious line, we've both got this one-three profile. So our conscious line, the what we're most aware of is the line one, the investigator. And then we've got that's line three is the unconscious design, which is known as the martyr. That's the name of it in human design but it's more about this trial and error process. So my experience with it, I really resonated immediately with this line one, which is really, I guess, it's someone that likes to really research things and have a really solid base of knowledge. I've studied a lot of courses. I've done a couple of degrees and lots of other things. And I'm pretty much go from one learning to the next. I'm always wanting to learn new things, but I'm also not, beforehand before knowing this I wasn't really the type of person then to just go out there and share it with the world I'd like to really understand it and I was I guess more cautious with you know not I wanted to be the expert and that kind of was a bit I feel like that's also linked a little bit to perfectionism that line Mm. and and then the line three is more this trial and error, doing things, you know, start, I guess that start before you're ready kind of Mm. thing, which will make me a little bit uncomfortable, you know, when you see that all the time, start before you're ready. And I can totally understand it, but it's this experimenting with life, trial and error, trying things out for yourself. And once I understood that, even though I didn't really resonate with it, I started doing things that were uncomfortable in my business. I started pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And that's when things really started to take off in my business. So even though I wasn't really aware of it, when I became aware of it, it now I've got this balance of not staying too up in my head with that line one and knowing that if I do, it, it's probably um, doing me a disservice because yeah. I'm not out there, you know, experimenting with life as much. So what yeah. about you? How have you resonated with that profile after learning about it?
0: Yeah. So I'm, I would say I'm always, and this is probably how the two interact together. I love learning, but I'm not a big fan of formal learning. Um, And I learn very much by doing. Um, So that's, I guess, how the two intertwine with each other. But yeah, I'm so curious. Like I love like going down rabbit holes and then that kind of connection to, I think we spoke about this in my reading, like needing to feel like an expert and then like going down and, But once then I feel like I've got a bit of a grasp of it, then I can start talking about it and learning, teaching others, but learning as I go too. So I think that's how it kind of shows up for me. But the experimenting stuff, definitely, you know, like I said before, but I think a little bit like you, probably when I think about my conditioning, like it was, it was always, you need to get things right before you put it out in the world, um, and it, it is only through the other work that I'd done, like professionally in you know um, innovation kind of work, that really had me starting to shift that that mindset of like, oh, things don't have to be perfect. Let's get things out rough and ready, and and that has really helped me. And I, I think it's just it makes a lot of sense now yeah, knowing my design and that kind of all, all the pieces of the puzzle start coming together. Yeah, the people
1: that tend to, I guess, have more success more quickly, I'd say, are the people that are willing to make mistakes, learn from them and then move on. So they just move so much quicker because they're learning from the mistakes, whereas the people that are more up in that sort of perfectionist, um, also procrastination, that sort of is all linked together, they're not moving as quickly as they could because they're not allowing themselves to, you know, fail and learn from that experience. They're um, being a bit more reserved with that in that area yeah Yeah.
0: and I think you know there's so many reasons why we end up like that but you know one of my big things is there is no such thing as failure you know failure has such this negative connotation but as long as we're learning from it then that's where the gold comes from as far as I'm concerned
1: I totally agree (laughs)
0: yeah so so I think one of the things that I love about human design is it can be simple, as in there's a simple framework to start with, and then as and when you're ready, you can dig down into these deeper kind of pieces and get more into the complexity of things. To the next is the next layer down. This is my not you know this is my rudimentary knowledge, but is the next layer down the gates?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. After you've, it's I'd say to start with your type. Yeah, your not self and signature themes, which is. Yeah your warning posts or or signs of alignment or when you're not in alignment and then moving to your strategy and your authority. I think they're important. I'd probably just start there. Yeah. Then the energy centres become a little bit more complex, understanding there's nine centres, so understanding what's defined and what's undefined and what they mean and then go into the layers of the gates, which are different flavours of energy that if they're defined you have more, I guess, access to. And then the channels from there, which is when two harmonic gates at either end of a of energy centres are uh, meet up and they, that forms a channel. So that's where you have, uh, I guess, the flavour of both of those gates. And what that means is you have, I guess, more consistent access to that energy there. So um, for instance, I have um, this, a couple of gates defined and that, Uh, forms you know different channels so Mm -hmm. I've got two uh, channels I've only got two some people can have some you know six or seven and yeah that's sort of where you've got a lot of I guess power and so I've got the gate I mean sorry the channel of the prodigal Mm -hmm. which means that I am someone that can really listen to people and really see deeply and um, then I take that knowledge and sort of it's the gate sort of taking that knowledge and being alone with it sort of thing to really analyze it and understand it so and then I've also got another channel defined which is the channel of awakening and that's uh really to do with self-love and that connects the uh the throat with the um g center so Mm. yeah that's all these channels can mean different things but they're it's quite a powerful sort of energy so yeah
0: yeah yeah and I remember before you did mine I oh know when you were doing my reading there was one particular um thing that came up that kind of and I I don't know if it was one of the ones that you'd said like before you do you're like oh I'm looking forward to seeing this because I think you've got this and this and this oh yes you didn't tell me what they were but you thought you had ideas in your mind but one in particular that really resonated for me is you know I'm an empath Mm -hmm. and one thing that is so strong in me is that I can walk into a room feeling good and if the energy is heavy it can completely bring me down and that was one of the things that came up Um, in my reading with you was that that is a part of my design
1: it is yeah so you've got an undefined emotional solar plexus and it's the part of the body where there's the emotion so if that's undefined or open then you can definitely walk into a room and if someone's got it defined and they're feeling you know upset or frustrated or angry any of these emotions then you'll be very empathic and you'll be able to really sense that energy and Mm. take it on and quite quite often amplify it so you'll end up feeling it stronger than the person that actually has that so understanding that is really important because you can understand what energy isn't yours and what emotions aren't yours so a good thing to think about is that if you know you've got this center undefined and you're taking in all of these you know negative emotions from someone else is to instead of taking in like a sponge and and amplifying that energy it's to be aware that it's not yours and just to to actually think of it as a sieve to sieve out that emotion and not take it on or even leave the room if you need to if you feel that really heavy energy but likewise it can also mean that you take on amazing energies and amplify it as well so if you're at a party someone that's open there you know and has a lot of open centers quite often and reflectors quite often as well they can sort of um Really take on that energy and amplify it, and be the life of the party as well. So yeah. it, it, you know, it's not necessarily a negative or a positive thing to have it open or closed, but open centers also are able to sort of have a, this wisdom, and they're able to really be wi- wise in those sort of areas as well to show others. So a good example is if you've got a open, you know, Ajna or an open um, head centre you may be able to show people a different way that you know someone that's got it defined means that they might have a fixed way of thinking mm. a fixed kind of pattern of thoughts and that will allow you to really um, give people a different way of seeing things so it's you know it's this open allows you to be able to you know take on you know different perspectives as well and yes. so people with define centres that too so
0: Yeah. And this was another conversation we were having before too, about, you know, like an open throat, an undefined throat um, center. So when we were having this conversation, I was like, oh, I've got an open throat. Okay. And at that point I was really having some challenges or come awareness, increased awareness about using my voice. Um, And I was like, oh, if I've got an um, undefined throat, is that, uh, not a bad thing, but does that mean I'm not as easily able to use my voice? And you're like, no, 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 it doesn't mean that at all. So maybe you can tell us a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, sure. So when you've got a defined throat, it's a centre of you know, manifestation. It's a centre of communication. So when you're thinking about the communication aspect of it, when it's defined, it means that you have a more consistent access to your voice. So sometimes you know, maybe if you hit that live button on the Instagram, if you were, you know, I had online um, business and you were going to do a live, you might sort of be a bit more aware of what you're going to say before it comes out and it's more consistent. So a bit more reliable in some ways, but so, you know, people often say people that have defined throats will be, you know, a great podcast speakers. And that is true. But I also think that some of the best speakers have an open or undefined. So Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can take a little bit of practice like anything. So sometimes when it's undefined, people find that they feel a little bit, it feels a little bit more unreliable. So when they're going to, you know, do some public speaking, they might be worried about, you know, what's going to come out. Or they might (laughs)
0: talk
1: talk a bit too much or, you know, it can be a little bit like that. But when you're aware of it and when you, I guess, practice more, it's, said that people that have these open or or undefined throats actually can sometimes be i guess the most inspirational speakers because they can connect to you know source and connect to emotion and things like that so they often will speak and then afterwards listen back and you know they don't really even realize what they said because you know it was something that connected in such a deep way and it's it's really inspiring so they have i guess more capacity for wisdom in that area sometimes when it's open or undefined. So there's always, you know, things that you can take from both and things that you can learn from both. But one thing with the open or undefined centres, when they're white, if you look at a chart there, the white centres, It's can sometimes be the potential for conditioning as well. Mm. So it's something to keep in mind, like we mentioned with the emotional centre, to keep in mind, you know, when the energy is not yours and, you know, things like the will centre, the heart is another one where you can often be, when it's defined, you have a lot of will and drive to sort of see things through. And then other people, you know, when that person might, you know, have a partner who has that undefined and they can feel a bit frustrated with them because they're not sort of, they don't have the will and determination sometimes to see things through. They might you know, say that they're going to do something and not follow through with it. And that's a classic thing that I teach people where the undefined is don't make so many commitments that you aren't going to be able to keep, uh, you know, only commit to what you truly think you have the energy and the willpower to do because otherwise it leaves other people feeling frustrated with you and maybe seen as unreliable. So yeah. it's really important to maybe say, you know, I'll think about it or I'll get back to you or, you know, uh, or give yourself more time to do something rather yeah. than, you know, a shorter space of time. So there's a, a lot of wisdom that we can, can be gained from each of the energy centres. They're kind of like a rabbit hole on their own. And yeah. then when, when you start getting into the gates as well, it's, um you
0: know. Magic. Things, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do love that because, you know, like, yeah, the, the simplicity versus the complexity and how deep you want to go in further understanding yourself. And so when you do a reading, like I got a blueprint, Um, and we spend the time on the call actually you taking me through and I got to ask lots of questions just if people were wondering what that process is like. But I've now got that blueprint that I can go back to at any time and because I was, you know, feeling quite up in the air at the end of last year, beginning of this year about what I wanted to do, I actually used that. I went back and got my blueprint out and actually used that as the basis for my planning for the year ahead and just (laughs) reconnecting to it in that way in that context And particularly because I was kind of like throwing everything up in the air and going, what am I going to do this year? You know, I'm want. i feeling called to do things very differently. But just, you know, even like for me, you know, this sacral energy, this constant feeling of needing to do that is not necessarily, it's my sacral energy, but it, it had fallen outside and this big thing of leaning into what I want to do and also waiting to respond. Like I just keep coming back to that. And again, you know, I I built these core principles as I learned more about human design and I experimented with each one until it started to make real sense sense to me. Um, But, you know, even just like you and I with another one of our friends was having a conversation the other day and I realised that in the past, like for the last 12 months, I've been doing a lot of things I thought I should be doing and rolling out things that I thought I should be doing but I really I've had this idea for this new program and I came to you well we were having one of our regular chats and I was talking to you about it but a, I was seeking your feedback in a different way than what I usually was like we were talking before about you know not seeking consensus but it's like I've got this idea I just want to run it by you knowing in full acknowledgement that although I felt I know it's a good idea, it wasn't the right time and you were able to just kind of lean into that and reinforce that with me. But I actually can't get over how much I'm sitting with things, how much more comfortable I am sitting with things. And then it what happens is it kicks in, something kicks in and I'm like, now's the right time. And it's just so different to how yeah. I normally operate it. And that's the power of this stuff. And and whether it's human design and or something else, you know, like another thing that I've just rediscovered is like chronotypes, like how we best sleep and what, all of that sort of stuff as well. So there's so many pieces to this puzzle, but it just all comes back to the more knowledge and information we have about ourselves, the more we can design a life that is meant for us. You know, it's, it's our purpose. What are we here to do? and tune out that outside noise and really tune into ourselves.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's really, I think, understanding your authority and really being able to make decisions, it's it's a game changer in, in life as well. Yeah. It can be applied to anything. It can be applied to your business, but it can be applied to all different aspects like you know, teaching your children as well how to make these decisions that are best for them, that are correct for them, yes. rather than oh, keeping outside really. advice. But yeah, there's just so many Different areas that you can go into. And even the other day, one of my friends booked in a reading and she's at a crossroads after having children and not wanting to be in corporate anymore, but not really knowing what to do. And we did a a reading and it was all about, you know, understanding what career path to take now Mm -hmm. and really leaning into the gifts and her strengths. And uh, I also did up another report because you can also, with human design, there's another aspect uh, of Penta and you can also look into other areas of gene keys as well so you can sort of bring that together in gene keys there's your unconscious Mars, which is your vocation so we sort of looked into that and also we brought up another report as well so we are able to sort of see you know that she worked well in small teams and all this sort of different information can come up about what you who you work best with whether you work better in a corporate environment you know things like that so it's um you know, there's so many different avenues that you can go down and sort of investigate with human design. So yeah. it, I think with me, I'm quite a logical person as well. So I think because it's this system that you can mm. really understand and dissect and um, then you look at the, ho- the someone as a whole as well, that's the most important thing, looking at someone as a whole and yes. seeing these areas and how they, um, I guess, synthesise together is, um yeah, so fascinating to me. And, yeah, I guess because it's a logical system, but then it's also got this spiritual kind of aspect to it as well. It all comes together. And, yeah, I find it really, really fascinating. And I've loved, I think, because I'm doing what lights me up as well, I think as a projector, it's really important. One of the big things is to really recognise yourself and then other people do. So I'm showing up in a different way because I Mm. love the work that I do. And then I'm you know getting invited to podcasts and all these sorts of things because people are you know resonating with my energy more. So it's not about working nine to five and just constantly, it's about giving yourself, you know, this time for the energetics of self-care and you know the freedom and looking after yourself. And then when you show up, you're showing up as your authentic self, you're showing up from a different place as well. Mm. And people really resonate with that energy. So I have noticed that you know people that have had readings done are really showing up in a different way afterwards which I'm really loving seeing yes and what
0: you know and I remember you know kind of seeing that switch in you and saying to you oh your energy is just different and then you did it in return for me like like when I first like launched the the podcast you were saying to me but I've had that a lot lately too like just people like oh your energy it's just it's different and it's been a number of things that have happened but I think, you know, both of us have been in that situation where, you know, you said before we've been trying out things that didn't work for us and they didn't work for us because we were trying to copy someone else's mm. strategy and it feels like you're pushing through mud, right? Yeah. You know, and that big difference between, and I think, you know, looking looking for, searching for the answer, like I've found the opposite is just like, I need to stop searching for the answer. I can look more into what I need and what works best for me, but also just be willing for the answer to come to me. I don't know if that's specifically my type, but there definitely is, you know, where are living examples and so many other people of how leaning more into this has measurable, markable and noticeable external difference. Definitely. Even, you know,
1: in that human design world, I sort of see how everyone's showing up and it's in, it is in a different way. And talking back about what you were just mentioning as well about, you know, following others' strategies and things, it's, I realized afterwards that all of the coaches that I'd hired in the past were all either generators, but mostly manifesting generators. And Mm. I'm very attracted to that sacral energy. But then when I'm trying to apply the strategies, you know, it's, non-stop it's it's pretty um you know intense launches and things like that and it's not like they're all teaching that but you sort of seeing how they're showing up as well and feeling I don't know I guess the my not self theme is bitter but you can sometimes feel bitter as a projector saying I can't keep up with that energy and that sort of launch strategy doesn't feel aligned for me
0: yeah
1: but then understanding now you know teaching people to launch according to their design is such a game changer because it actually feels good for them they're launching in a way that actually feels good and they're creating content in a way that feels good and yeah it's um even creating offers you know you could potentially as a projector i you know might have been taught by someone in the past a couple of years ago to you know have a five-day you know challenge or something like that Mm. that never felt aligned. I actually never did that because it never felt good, but that was maybe what I was, you know, taught. But now it's, I could maybe do, you know, two or three days of live launches, but I might have a day off in between. And it's about creating a business that aligns with what feels good for you and your energetic capacity. So that's an amazing thing to not feel like you have to follow someone else's strategy for success, someone else's exact framework, because that worked for them, but they might be a different human design type to you. So you know that's quite interesting as well to look at those aspects exactly when you you coach and things but, like that
0: yeah. yeah because i think that's a really important quite you know you could be attracted to someone's energy but are they the best person to support and guide you because i know in the past it's just that sort of stuff not with any bad intention from the, mm-hmm. the person i'm learning from but it made me feel bad about myself because i was like i can't keep up with that that's not working for me why isn't that working for me and then I would be doing the things and, of course, because my energy wasn't right and I was pushing and forcing and initiating things when that's not what I was supposed to be doing, it was then just this vicious cycle, I guess, of feeling bad upon bad, you know, a bad launch, low energy You know all of that sort of stuff, and it was just this cycle. Um, And now, you know, it's those shoulds, I guess, as well. Now, when I catch myself, I'm just feeling that as well. Um, When you're saying that the shoulds, yeah, you know, like the other day, you know, in the shower, because that's when all the good stuff happens. It's like, oh, I should probably (laughs) think about, yeah, I should probably think about doing a masterclass, and I was like. You just said the word should, so that's definitely off the, yeah. off the table, you know. it's, <laughs> it's leading in again to that. Oh, why? Yeah, I know I know why I'm thinking I should be doing that, and yeah. I definitely should not be doing that. So well, I love I was it.
1: To, um, a friend the other day in the online space as well, who's you know into human design and gene keys, and we're saying we need to take should and hustle out of the dictionary now. Completely. We've had numbers, but um, I love the the reframe of should. I now say you know, what could I do instead of what should I do? And it opens up the possibilities. And I even, I'm actually in a group program at the moment and the amount of people that ask questions saying, do you think I should do this? Do you think I should do that? And straight away, I'm sort of, you know, thinking that's, it's so natural to do that. I was doing that, you know, a couple of years ago. And it's a different reframe when you say, you know, what could I do? What are the possibilities of what I could do in this situation? And it changes the way that you're thinking, and, yeah, it's, um, it's beautiful having this human design, all of these amazing things in this GPS to understand yeah. uh, the way we work and how we're designed to move through the world with, like, more ease and more flow and clarity. And that also equals sort of being more attract, having more people attracted to your you know, magnetism and having mm. more clients and abundance as a, I guess, after effect of just living your life according to your design.
0: What's not to love about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I would love to know, just to like head us into to wrapping up this chat, yeah. I would love to know, speaking of joy and that being such a focus for me, what is it that truly brings your you joy in your life? It can be related to human design or it can just be life in general. And when was the last time you did it?
1: Well, I think one of the things that brings me joy is having alone time and I know that sounds really funny but I realized that recently when I was had too many bookings all in a row I didn't have enough spaciousness so I know now as a projector that I've created more spaciousness in my day and I need that to have more energy so that's a really important thing for me to have you know these little um, gaps between clients and having that time then to do things I love like Pilates and even before a reading to have the time to pull an Oracle card and get the crystals out, you know, just setting up this energetic space and lighting um, candles and having the oils, it really changes up the energetic. So, um, and also recently I've done up my house with new furniture and plants and things We mm. really change up the energetic space and the kids have noticed it and the kids love it as well. So I guess just having the things that you love around you and of course, you know, quality time with my family and having it, in a space that you love being in, it's, it's really um made us feel good about being in this space as well. Mm, so.
0: I love that. Like this, uh, getting, and we've had lots of conversations about energy too. And, yeah. you know, it was, it was off the back of you talking about shifting things up and how you'd felt. And then I did a bit of a shift up and directly I got, I had a bit of a uh, spending spree. And then it, directly afterwards, I got back almost that exact same amount of money in a client the next week. So, it just is energy is everything and moving and shifting that energy I love it so much and like I know I love my environment as well I love being in a nice home and in the past people have almost made me feel shameful for liking to be surrounded by nice things like I would get to like a hotel and if I'm like this isn't at least not the same amount of nice as where I live. It should be nicer. Yeah, I, it really I affects my energy. It really like I will get really cranky if I get to a place an accommodation and it's not what I thought it was going to be. I get really mad, and it's like and it's all energy. And I don't apologize for that anymore because I now know what it is. It's not me being a princess. I mean, it might be a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's about the energy of the place. And yeah, so I I love that so much, and I think. You know, regardless of our type as you know as women as mums I mean it happens to all humans but having that time and spaciousness for ourselves can often be the first thing that goes or the last thing on the yeah. priority list but we, I know just from myself just from the experience I've had that you know filling up our cup first is so important and I'm going to keep saying this over and over again because I heard people say it to me over and over again. It took a long time for it to sink yeah. into my brain. So one thing being told that it, that's another thing actually doing it and feeling the effects of it. Because
1: I think you're, a, we're better parents when we take that time out for ourselves and have that little bit of alone time. So when the kids get home from school, you're not feeling stressed as well. And yep. you have that time that you're doing your work. And then when you're with them, you're able to be present. And that's all about sort of creating this life by design as well.
0: Yeah. And that's where the joy comes in. Yeah. (laughs) So tell us, I will obviously drop all of the things in the show notes. And you mentioned a couple of things before. I can't remember off the top of my head what they were now. Oh, the links to the, um, like My Body Graph and the other one, we'll drop them in the the show notes as well. But tell us how we can get in contact with you if there's anything you've got on offer at the moment that you wanted to tell the people about.
1: So my Instagram account is where I'm usually at the most in terms of social media. So that's um, Nicole Towers underscore. And then I've also got a website at NicoleTowers.com. And yeah, that's got all about, you know, my offers and things like that and sort of about what I'm all about. So mm,
0: you've just relaunched uh, your website, which is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: really fun. And yeah, so I've got I do human design readings, I also do blueprints, and then also business by de- design readings. And then quite often people that have had the foundational readings move on to the advanced reading as well. So they're the readings and they also do one-to-one coaching. And I've got a few more exciting things coming up soon, which I won't mention now. But yeah, so um, So I'd love to, if anyone's got any questions as well, the DMs are always open. So I'm more than happy to answer any questions that you have as well. So
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even more reason to follow you and get on board now to see what's coming up um, down the track. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Nicole. I have loved this chat. I'm so excited to finally be able to have you on the podcast to be sharing all things human design and yeah thank you so much everyone for oh, tuning so for having... in um let us both know what you think about the episode as well so hit us up in the dms share with your friends and let's get the word out about the importance of living life by your human design all right we will sign off now much love to you all goodbye Bye.